This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for December 2nd, and we are in the ninth chapter of the book of Daniel. Now, last time we were reading, we heard about the vision that Daniel had during the reign of King Belshazzar, who was um, uh, who superseded uh, the Babylonian Empire, the me, um, the Persian, well, the me, me, uh, Oh my word, the king of the Medes. <laughs> and now we are going to the first year of the reign of King Darius the Mede, the son of Ahasuerus who became the king of the Babylonians. And a couple things to, to look for as we're reading this, because we're gonna read this beautiful prayer of Daniel. And the first is, is that Daniel heard from the Lord by searching the scriptures and interpreting them. And then he responds to the Lord in prayer. So what a good model that is for us. And the second is that we know that Daniel is a faithful man, faithful to the extent that he was willing to be thrown into the den of lions to continue to follow the Lord. And yet he's willing to take on the guilt of his people um, in uh, uh, speaking to the Lord on their behalf. And that too, I think is a model for us where we might say, well, all of them, you know, they all have issues, but me, I'm faithful. And, uh, Daniel gives us such a good illustration of what to do. It was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede, the son of Ahasuerus, who became the king of the Babylonians. During the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, was studying the writings of the prophets. I learned from the word of the Lord, as recorded by Jeremiah the prophet, that Jerusalem must, must lie desolate for 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I spoke, I wore a rough sackcloth and sprinkled myself with ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and keep your commands. But we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke your messages to our kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are in the right, but our faces are covered with shame, just as you see us now. This is true of us all, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all Israel, scattered near and far, wherever you have driven us, because of our disloyalty to you. O Lord, we and our kings, princes, and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God, for we have not followed the laws he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has disobeyed your law and turned away, refusing to listen to your voice. So now the solemn curses and judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out against us because of our sin. You have done exactly what you warned us you would do against us and our rulers. Never in all history has there been a disaster like the one that happened in Jerusalem. Every curse written against us in the law of Moses has come true. 
All of the troubles he predicted have taken place, but we have refused to seek mercy from the Lord our God by turning from our sins and recognizing this truth. The Lord has brought against us the disaster he prepared, for we did not obey him, and the Lord our God is just in everything he does. O Lord our God, you brought lasting honor to your name by rescuing your people from Egypt in a great display of power. But we have sinned and are full of wickedness. In view of all your faithful mercies, Lord, please turn your furious anger away from your city of Jerusalem and your holy mountain. All the neighboring nations mock Jerusalem and your people because of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. O our God, hear your servant's prayer. Listen as I plead. For your own sake, Lord, smile again on your desolate sanctuary. O oh my God, listen to me and hear my request. Open your eyes and see our wretchedness. See how your city lies in ruins, for everyone knows it is yours. We do not ask because we deserve help, but because you are so merciful. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, listen and act. For your own sake, O oh my God, do not delay, for your people and your city bear your name. I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sins of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. I am here to tell you what it was, for God loves you very much. Now listen so you can understand the meaning of your vision. A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people in your holy city to put down rebellion, to bring an end to sin, to atone for guilt, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision, and to anoint the most holy place. Now listen and understand, 70 sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses, despite the perilous times. And I don't have time to get into all of that math, but let me tell you that that date is known exactly when that command to rebuild Jerusalem took place. And it is exactly that number of years later that Jesus rides into Jerusalem, seated on the colt of the donkey. After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing. And a ruler will arise whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. The end will come with a flood and war and its miseries are decreed from that time to the very end. And that's where we are now. He will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven. But after this time, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings. Then, as a climax to all his terrible deeds, he will set up a sacrilegious object that causes desecration until the end that has been decreed is poured out on this defiler. Talking about the Antichrist here. In the third year, this is a new, new vision, third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar, had another vision. It concerned events certain to happen in the future, times of war and great hardship, and Daniel understood what the vision meant. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three weeks. 
All that time I had eaten no rich food or meat and had drunk no wine and used no fragrant oils. On April 23rd, as I was standing beside the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a dazzling gem. From his face came flashes like lightning and his eyes were like flaming torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice was like the roaring of a vast multitude of people. I, Daniel, am the only one who saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to watch this amazing vision. My strength left me, my face drew, grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. When I heard him speak, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, O oh, Daniel, greatly loved of God, listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling with fear. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer, but for 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground, unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am terrified by the vision I have seen, my Lord, and I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone, and I can hardly breathe. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are deeply loved by God. Be at peace, take heart, and be strong. As he spoke these words, I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, Now you may speak, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. He replied, Do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, and then against, and then against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece. But before I do that, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. There is no one to help me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. I have been standing beside Michael as his support and defense since the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. We will hear more about this tomorrow, but what an encouragement that is that the Lord has uh, his heavenly army standing guard against the forces of this world and that he listens to and answers his pray our prayers. 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 18. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the end of the world has come. These people left our churches because they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left us, it proved that they do not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy Spirit has come upon you and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and falsehood. And who is the great liar? The one who says that Jesus is not the Christ. 
Such people are antichrist, for they have denied the Father and the Son. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either, but anyone who confesses the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will continue to live in fellowship with the Son and with the Father, and in this fellowship we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. I have written these things to you because you need to be aware of those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you all things, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So continue in what he has taught you, and continue to live in Christ. And now, dear children, continue to live in fellowship with Christ, so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Since we know that God is always right, we also know that all who do what is right are his children. See how very much our Heavenly Father loves us, for he allows us to be called his children, and we really are. But the people who belong to this world don't know God, so they don't understand that we are his children. Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children, and we can't even imagine what we will be like when Christ returns. But we do know that when he comes, we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who believe this will keep themselves pure, just as Christ is pure. Those who sin are opposed to the law of God, for all sin opposes the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, for there is no sin in him. So if we continue to live in him, we won't sin either. But those who keep on sinning have never known him or understood who he is. And just a clarification on that last point. So we will continue to battle with our flesh, but we don't have to live under the dominion of sin in our lives. But I would never want somebody to say that because they sin, because they're a sinner, they continue to battle with sin, that they are not found in Jesus. Psalm 121, a Psalm of Ascent. I look up to the mountain. Where does my help come from there? Does my help come from there? Sorry. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not let you stumble and fall. The one who watches over you will not sleep. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never tires and never sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not hurt you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Proverbs 28, 27 and 28. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing, but a curse will come upon those who close their eyes to poverty. When the wicked take charge, people hide. When the wicked meet disaster, the godly multiply. And to end today, I have a, a nativity or a, an Advent poem to share with you called A Time Like This by Madeline Langle. It was a time like this, war and tumult of war, a horror in the air. Hungry yawned the abyss, and yet there came the star and the child most wonderfully there. It was a time like this of fear and lust for power, license and greed and blight. And yet the Prince of Bliss came in the darkest hour in quiet and silent light. 
and in a time like this, how celebrate his birth when all things fall apart. Ah, wonderful it is, with no room on the earth, the stable is our heart. Love you all. Have a beautiful day.